gems that be dropped right before we start you know what i mean and so people need to hear those as we're just getting started and getting prepared because there might be some nuggets that you dropped in this this getting getting ready but how i hear you well your audio's good everything's good and so i'm super excited to mm-hmm. have you here with me this afternoon, y'all. She just she just glowing, y'all. I wish y'all could see her, and she's been <laughs> celebrating and all that good stuff. And we're gonna get to some of that as well. But I think we're ready to go. We ready to go. You ready? I'm about as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> all right, honey. Don't worry. It's just. You sitting here having a chit chat, just mm-hmm. like you sitting talking with a sister friend. That's what this is all about. And so okay. let's go ahead and get started. Welcome, 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 y'all, to another episode of Praying and Preaking with your girl Georgette, aka the Preaker. I'm super excited. I know you got she say that all the time, but I really am like <laughs> I am so super excited when I have the opportunity to sit down and chit chat with people because. One thing I have learned over these last couple of years, Lisa, is that time is so important. Mm-hmm. Like, and we have to respect time. And so, like, I know I say it at every intro, but I, I truly am. Like, I'm super excited that people give me their time because that's the one thing that we cannot get back. You know, God is a restorer of time. However, you could be taking this time to do something else. And so first and foremost, I just want to say thank you. I am grateful. I'm honored to have you here that you are spending this time with me. And so that's where I want to just say that to you. And And I'm always super excited when people give me their time. And so thank you, my sister. And before I go any further, too, I want to pray because I always get, like I said, yeah. I get super excited. And then I'm like, oh, I need to pray. And so because I always start every podcast off with prayer. And so here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come this morning, Lord God. Lord, we come right now, Father God, just thanking you, Lord God. Lord, thanking you for waking us up today, Father God. Thank you for starting us on our way, Lord God. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father God, for this day, Lord God, that you have already made, that you already know what is going to transpire, Lord God. Lord, just help us to be able to navigate through this day, Father God, looking, searching, seeking, Father God, for your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding. Lord, I thank you right now, Father God, for my sister, Lisa, Lord God, who has carved out time, Father God, from her busy schedule to sit and chit-chat with little old me, Father God. Lord, may this conversation, Father God, touch someone's heart, Lord God. I always say, Lord God, if we just touch one person, Father God, if this is just a light bulb for one person, Lord God, 
I will be excited, Father God. I will be ecstatic. So God, I ask you as well, Father God, to touch Lisa in every area of her life, Lord God. Everything that she has manifested, Father God, the things that she's spoken, the things that she has not spoken, Father God, the things that she doesn't even know yet that are coming. May you bless them, Lord God. Bless everything that she puts her hands to in this season and for seasons to come. May she leave a legacy for generations to come, Father God, with the work that you have her doing. Continue to touch her marriage, Lord God, her family, Lord God, everything that she's connected to. Lord, and we will be sure to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord, I even pray for that ambulance that's in the background, God, wherever they go in, Father God. Lord, may they get there safely, Father God. Whoever is even in the car, Father God, who's ever in the back, Lord God, may they, Father God, be healed. May you touch them, Lord God. Prepare the staff that is waiting for it to come, Father God. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. All right, so Y'all, I'm super excited. I'm sitting down. Listen, I pray for I pray for it all, honey. It don't even matter. That listen, that's what we're supposed to do. They ain't even this this the this the podcast that and look, I ain't even gonna take it out because that's not what I do. Listen, it's gonna be right there because we didn't pray for them. They healed. Yeah, let me let me tell you. I, I when I when I set up for this podcast, I said I'll sit in this front room because the lighting is so good. I didn't think about this big window that and I'm sitting there and all of the back noise, but thank God for prayer. We know that you're already there. Amen. Honey, yes, indeed. Yes. That's all right. Listen, I listen. I when I tell you I don't edit, I hardly edit nothing. It's gonna be what it's gonna be because God <laughs> is good and He's all over. Amen. But that's all right. We're gonna make it work. So, y'all, I'm super excited. I just said, Lisa, I didn't even give y'all her full name, but I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. I have in the building with me today, Lisa Bryson. And I, I don't know if you go by your middle, Lisa no. Yarby Bryson. No. Y'all, yes, let me Okay, let me yeah. tell y'all how I met Lisa. Oh my goodness. And so mm-hmm. I don't even know. This has been a couple years ago now. I went to an event in Baltimore. And this beautiful woman was on the stage and she had this picture behind her of another woman. And I was like, okay, well, who is that in the picture? And what is she going to be talking about? And okay, I'm interested to know now. And Lisa got on that stage and said that the woman on the screen was her. And y'all talking about somebody whose mouth just fell open i was like there's no way me and my girlfriend i was with my girlfriend lou we like looking at each other like what no that can't be her that cannot be her (laughs) and i'm telling you i was i was shocked i was curious i was amazed and i was honored to hear your story and everything that you had went through. And I was like, my goodness gracious. And so today, I, I don't even know what the topic is today. I usually just let God, I, I don't know. So maybe by the time we finish this, he'll give me a title for this message. But I, I just, yeah, it, it, it's her story is amazing. So I'm going to be quiet though. And Lisa, I always let my guests introduce themselves and Whatever it is that you want to share about yourself, whoever you are, whatever, the, the floor is yours. And so, because nobody knows you better than you, other than God. And so, I, I couldn't even put in words. So, whatever you want to share, and I'm going to be quiet, and, and we're going to get on into this thing. 
Okay. All right. Well, my name is Lisa Bryson. And besides being um, a woman of God, I am a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a daughter, sister, um, and a niece. And, and uh, today I'm a friend. And so, um, and so that's a big difference. I am also um, the founder and executive director of Praising Through Recovery. And Praising Through Recovery is a nonprofit organization. And um, my number one focus is to work with um, men and women uh, with substance use disorders and, um, and to assist them in any area of their life that they need assistance. Um, I used to have recovery houses for men and women. Now I have um, a mentorship program that I'm very excited about um, that has not even started yet. So we are at the, um, the beginning stages of that. Of um, It's called Next Level Recovery, and that will be to mentor women in particular um, with moving to the next level of recovery. And so mm. I, I'm a woman uh, that I have... Um, I have a troubled background uh, that has turned out to be all for God's glory and for my benefit. And so, uh, yeah, so that's the gist of who I yeah. am. Getting too deep, so I'm going to let you sort of lead yeah. the conversation. Say, you let me know where you're going to go, and that's where I'll show up. Yeah. I love it. Yes, and I just, um, I just found out about as I was doing some research and I mm -hmm. saw that you closed the home and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, and so just for the audience, for you guys to know, um, like I said, when I met Lisa and then we teamed up with Lisa through my mm -hmm. nonprofit, A Tribe Called Queens, and we actually got to visit one of her homes that she had and mm -hmm. had the opportunity to come in and sit and serve with the women. Yes. And it was yeah. just amazing like we we learned so much we laughed we we cried mm -hmm. i think we did some of everything that day as we sat with those women and just heard their stories and just it was just amazing so yeah we're gonna get to the mentorship because i was like oh wow i didn't even know and so <laughs> yeah. i'm excited about that um but i want to know like how did you come up with the name for, you know, praising through recovery? How did you even come about that name? Well, the name and, and the ministry itself is all based off of um, what God has done in my life. Um, I am by, um, I, I'm a church girl. I'm a church girl all day. <laughs> Every day, and um, but I have about between like seventeen and twenty years of where I wasn't necessarily a church girl. But when, <laughs> but when I came back, when I came back uh, to the church, it was all about a praise uh, for me and just thanking God for everything that He um, had done in my life and for um, not just for the restoration because I wasn't even completely at the restoration stage right now. At that point, I was just at the God. Thank you for sparing my life. For mm. giving me another chance. So I will praise you in all that I say and in all that I do. I will make sure that you get all of the honor and that you, God, get all of the glory. And so with, with hands raised and not knowing what I'm going into, my answer is yes, Lord. Mm. <laughs> me, 
I'll go and I'll do. And so when he laid um, the ministry on my heart, um, we originally started just as a meeting of support. I was in a small church um, in Baltimore City that was surrounded by um, a population of, of poverty, a population of substance of, um, of addiction, alcoholism, and all kinds of things. And the Lord had delivered me from that lifestyle. And I'm in this church and I'm like, you know, is there really a place for me, for a person like me in church? And mm. um, you don't think that, um, you would think, well, certainly it is, but the fact of the matter is, is that is there really a place for um, a woman with my kind of traumas, um, a woman that used to be um, a heroin addict, a crackhead, a prostitute, homeless, mental health issues, traumatized? And um, and what do I do with all of this stuff now that I'm sitting here in this church? And, um, and so one of the first things that sort of came to my mind as the Lord was working and shaping me was um, the meetings of support that I would go through um, in secular, you know, locations and how I, how these meetings were just really, really helping me, giving me a place to heal, um, allowing me to hear stories that were like mine. Um, and um, except these people had been delivered and set free. And so the Lord laid to my heart, let's get a meeting of support here with this church. What better place than to come to the altar and to be able to lay all of this brokenness, all of this dysfunction, all of this, um, all of these resentments, all of this unforgiveness, all of this mess, let's just leave it here at the altar. And, um, and so the pastor allowed me, who was my dad, and so <laughs> the pastor allowed me an opportunity to, um, to um, start this meeting of support and praising through recovery is what came um, to my heart and to my spirit. And so that's and that's how we started as a simple meeting of support. Yeah. Mm, that's awesome. You said something as I, I know you saw me with my head down. I, I was writing a question because you touched on something and I was like, and I didn't even have that question. Um, but you said something that really I was like, oh, you know, that's good. And you talked about the church. And so I want to ask you because that was, you know, years ago. Like, how do you think, do you think, or do you feel that the church is doing a better job now when it comes to, like you said, is there a place for women like me or just people like you in general, mm -hmm. um, who at that time, you know, had been through what you've been through. So do you think the church is doing a better job of that now in this day and age? Well, I tell you what I will say, um, because I'm no expert on, um, on what the church <laughs> <laughs> except making sure their doors are open and, and introducing Jesus Christ. And so I don't want to get that deep um, into it because right. I'm sure there are thousands of churches that are doing an amazing job to serve um, people um, with these kind of backgrounds. But there is always room for improvement. There is always room for new ideas and, um, and for opportunities to arise or where we can just serve better. And so you can be doing your absolute best and um, and it really could be making a difference, but is there always room for improvement? Certainly is. Now at that time, and, um, and I've been clean and sober now 16 and a half years. And so at that time, um, the church could have been doing a good job. Now, the amazing thing is 
when um, I presented this opportunity to do a better job, you know, the answer was yes. Mm. And so, um, so that says a whole lot about um, this small African-American church that's in this community that was now presented with an opportunity to do better and for the Lord to touch their heart and even prepare the ground already for them to say yes. Yes. Amen. That's good. I like that. That's good. That's good. And so as I was preparing and, and going through, I, I looked up the word recovery. Um, mm -hmm. And I just want to give you the two definitions that that I came across. And it says one of the definitions is a return to a normal state of health, mind or strength. And then the second definition says the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I want to, um, I want you to touch on, do you believe um, anything was stolen or lost um, from you as you were going through um, this process of, you know, being, like you said, on the street and being addicted and, and doing the things that you experienced? Do you think that, you know, anything was stolen or lost for you during that time? Oh, most definitely. Um, and, and not just stolen or lost. A lot of things were handed over, you know. Mm. And so this is also about me taking responsibility uh, because while the enemy certainly wanted to steal everything that he could uh, steal from me, um, you know, that's one, that's one thing. Um, and then these lost things, things that um, just happened to get lost or left behind as I uh, decided to live uh, this lifestyle um, that was unlike anything that God wanted for me. So those things were lost. And then there were a lot of things that I just simply gave away. Uh, things um, sometimes I didn't want to be found. Um, sometimes I didn't want to be uh, delivered. And so, yeah, so this, this lifestyle, um, you know, which started as a direct result of a trauma of, of a rape that had occurred um, by a church leader. Um, and, um, and then me not dealing with that trauma and then trying to find ways to um, continue on with life without dealing with the trauma, without even going to God, without even falling on my knees and praying, without um, acknowledging that something devastating had happened to my life. Um, mm. and we have a, a saying, those secrets can keep you sick. And certainly that secret was keeping me sick. And, um, and then I just decided to leave the church, the cop of resentment with God, with church, with men, mm. um, and, and, and anything that was, was good or anything that was a reminder or anything that represented that trauma. And so that took me far away from church, it took me far away from God. And then it um, allowed me an opportunity to start leaning on my own understanding on how I could fix this without having to go to God. Because see, if I'm a good church girl, if I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing in church, then how could God allow something like this to happen? Um, and while the, the church leader was not a member of our church, he was a frequent um, visitor Mm. I don't want to visit that place. Um, what kind of state of mind? What was happening in my life that when this trauma occurred, 
that I could not, um, I did not feel the freedom to speak or to share or the comf comfort to um, to go to someone and say this happened. Um, mm. Not even my husband or my parents or or to anyone. And so right. from, the, from the beginning of the trauma, the enemy found a place to uh, work. And the first place he found to work was for me to keep my mouth shut. Don't tell people they're going to think it was your fault. Don't do this. Don't do that. And do do this. Go on and leave. They don't need you there. You know, uh, they wouldn't understand. They probably already judging you, you know. Mm. So the enemy can um, the enemy can start working right away um, on a trauma or on some area of your life that you had absolutely no control over. From wow. The yeah. Wow. So I had a question that I wanted to ask further down, but I think this is a good time to kind of bring that question in because of um, what you just shared and, you know, that it was because of a trauma and, um, you know, unfortunately involving church and, and all of this. So I'm going to jump to this question now because I think this is like a good time for that. Um, a lot of people, you know, they think that you can't ask God why, you know, and it's so funny because I was just on a another podcast with um with my with my sisters and we talked about that and so you know i i'm just curious how do you feel about that when you hear people say um you know i i can't ask god why you know and have you ever asked god why mm -hmm. and if so i know this if so more importantly has he ever revealed to you the why mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first, um, I believe that we can ask God anything. Mm, I yes. think that when we limit God as to what we can and can't come to him with, we are limiting him and um, and putting him in a box as if he's man and is going to get offended or, you know, or feel disrespected by us. And so right. um, so I, I personally believe that we could ask him anything. And while I did not directly um, ask God, um, I, I probably asked the next best person. I remember asking my dad, you know, um, who wow. is a man of God. And so I believe that his answer was very godly. And so, so maybe that is, you know, in one sense, an indirect way of asking God. I remember, you know, I'm just being devastated at the fact that I was an addict um, and that um, and that I had lost everything and that um, my life was just horrific. Um, just horrific, just one bad thing after the next, after the next, and was like, why me? Mm -hmm. Why me? You got six children, <laughs> you know? Mm. Not that I wanted any of my other family members to suffer what I was suffering, but why right. me? I was focused. I was a virgin until I got married. I loved the Lord. I did everything. I was an honest student, you know? I was, wow. doing, I was doing all of the right things. So why me? And I just remember my father is a very uh, fairly soft-spoken man. And I remember him just looking at me a little uh, uh, baffled. And, and basically his response was, why not you? Mm, why not you? And, and at the time, it was a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Like, what? what do you mean? <laughs> and it didn't seem all that wise or holy to me that you right. say, why not me? But the fact of the matter is, is hindsight, you know, I look back, yeah, why not me? 
Why mm. not me? And, and now with what God has done with all of that darkness, with all of that um, uh, discombobulation, with all, with all of everything that the enemy did, everything that I did by my own hands, everything else that was done to me and everything that I've done to others, what he has done with that, I'm like, God, I would not change a single thing. If wow. I had to do it again, knowing where you what you're going to do with all of that mess, my answer would even be yes, I would do that even again. That's because, oh my God, yeah. that's powerful, Lisa. Yeah, and and because I, I can't imagine my life any other way. I and, and and I wouldn't want it any other way. What God has done and the way that He has blessed. And, and, and all that he has given, and, and, I, and when I say blessed, I'm not talking about stuff. I mean, the hard work that he has done um, on me, um, for the work from the inside out that he has done is the peace that surpasses all understanding. The joy that I had that the world didn't give and the world can't take it away is unlike anything out have ever known in my life and and to date I, I run into very few people that feel the same way i lord if it means that you would still allow me to be or allow you to if i would still allow you to be all that you are in my life today and you would still utilize this broken vessel mm. again i would i would do it again with the exception of hurting others <laughs> right option of, of hurting others but we know that hurt people hurt people and so while a lot of my story is filled with uh, me being hurt and me being a victim i make sure that i shed a whole lot of light on the fact that i wasn't the only victim in this hmm. that's i mean when you said that i'm serious i gotta chill because and that just made me put a mirror in front of my face, like, because I didn't go through not even a third, okay, <laughs> of what you experienced. And that just made me take a reality check because I know that there's been times that I'm like, well, God, why did I have to go through that? And it was nowhere near what you experienced. And for you to sit here and say, I would do it all over again because, honey, I'm telling like, I'm just being 100. So I'd be like, why in the heck did I do, Lord, if I could go back, like, I wouldn't have did this, this, and this. And so I thank you for, um, like, oof, that just, like, I just got a little tear. Like, that really, really, my God, like, that's, that's super powerful right there because I'm like, I can't even imagine. I'm telling y'all when I, I and when I drop this podcast, I know it's just audio, but I with your permission and I know you won't mind. Like I'm gonna put your picture that before and after, mm -hmm. y'all. When I tell you, she what she's saying, like she went through some hellacious stuff and like just to, and even you know I I still remember. And my mind is not bad, but Lisa, I just remember that day. I remember that stage. I remember your picture. Like I remember bits and pieces of your story and just hearing how you talked about how your husband was mm -hmm. on the street and just like looking for you and your kids and they're crying and like 
And so for you to sit here, my sister, and say that you would do it all again, like that, I, I'm I'm like, and I'm never at a loss for words, very rarely. But that thing just really, wow. That's I mean, I'm I, that's all I can say is wow because, whew, I, I I know well, we wouldn't wish that on anyone, like you know, yeah. and. And, and let me let me say this. I, I, I also believe that I can say that with the permission of my of my children and my husband, that mm -hmm. while none of us want to hurt that bad and and because I was not um, a great mother, I wasn't a physically abusive mother or anything like that, but I, I was not a great mother. I was not around a lot. And when I was around, it was a lot of confusion and, and just a lot of a lot of this, a lot of dysfunction uh, that was born through the family. But when I look at my children today and where they see their lives and honestly, it's been times where I've talked with my kids and they said, well, mine wasn't all that bad. And that's how you're kidding me. Oh, wow. <laughs> because that's what God can do. And Jesus. that and that even what they were mm. able to live through, God was able to um to hide and to protect my and God. to mold and shape them into the amazing people that they are. And so they have strengths and they have um they have person these personalities that have been molded and shaped by life, but more so by God that has yes. now manifested into these beautiful people, you know, that they are. When I look back over me and my husband's marriage and the way that he did, uh, we'll be married 39 years in uh, December the 3rd and how he remained faithful mm. um, when I was not, how he would could constantly chase me down and um and would come looking for me and to find me and and um and even to uh, reassure the children you know um that I had a problem and and you know when I remember this day as if it is part of my testimony is part of what I share of when I came home and the kids were crying because they knew I was coming to um, to cause discord and and to steal and take money. And and he kneeled down uh, to their level and he looked them in the eye and he said, you wait until you meet this woman I married. You're going to love her as much as I did. And so he did everything he could mm. um, to learn about the disease of addiction, to learn about brokenness and to learn about traumas and to, you know, so that he could help steer and guide them in the right direction because he made a decision to stick and stay. Now, he didn't have to make that decision to stick and stay. He's a man of God, but by all standards of even the Bible, he had a he had a um, a biblical out <laughs> to leave. He had a biblical out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but the Lord instilled in him that he was to stay, and that he was to be the light, and that he mm. would be the example of what it means or what what it means to others about how much Christ loves the church. And yes. so the Lord had built into him this um, this holy boldness um, and um, and this strength um, to be able to overcome. And so we look at each other now and we'll laugh and we're like, oh, my gosh. And, and when he <laughs> says to me, Georgette, I am so glad I hung around. I'm like, yes, thank you, Lord. Jesus. You know, he was like, because I would have missed out on all this right here. <laughs> 
money. Yes. You know, it's so like, give me more, give me more, please. Yes. But all glory belongs to God because only God can take that kind of mess. Yes. And, honey. Uh, yeah. Woo. And the fact that we were able just to re-explore what loving each other looks Woo. like and, and what it means to even love a woman that has experienced not just one rape, but several rapes mm-hmm. in her life. And um and, and what does that what does that look like? And that comes with a whole lot of time, a whole lot of patience. And a Jesus. whole lot of understanding. And so as we continue to love each other and love on our children and our grandchildren and for them to see our love and um it's it's all it's all God. But man, we we getting we getting all of the good stuff from it. <laughs> God gives all the glory, but we are certainly getting all the good stuff from it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, I just I'm telling you, I, I, we gonna have to get you and your husband on the um, Queens podcast because, yeah, I always laugh and joke, but about you know God made my husband specifically for me because mm-hmm. I'm a lot, and right. so I extend that saying. Listen, your husband hunting. <laughs> let me tell you, he was masterfully designed, <laughs> created, mm-hmm. and anointed for you. Like y'all, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you because. Yeah, you know, we 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 laughing, but that's real talk. And even yeah. you, said, you know, even in the he had so many biblical outs, you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like you said, to be able to leave because people don't take you know, those vows are serious. And so, mm-hmm. when when I look at him and when and I mean, I just know him from meeting him, but just to see you guys together and mm-hmm. to see the love and to see. Like, oh my goodness, it, it's just amazing. Like, I, I'm serious. I just get chills when I think about y'all's story because it's like it, it, the word love in the Bible and marriage, like your picture should be right there. Like y'all picture should look be- <laughs> y'all picture should be right there. Like, what does true yeah. love, like you said, yeah. of the cause it says that. A husband is to love his wife as God loves the church. And so yes, yes. it that should be y'all right there. Like, yeah. because this yeah. man is truly, truly an example of what a true man of God is. But, and and let, let me share, let me share this with you. Um, because mm. because while he is an amazing man of God, and we are not going to take any of that away from him. My husband also, um, his personality type is, um, he's a very complacent Mm, man. mm -hmm, He doesn't mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of change. Um, He moves very slow. He's a procrastinator. (laughs) He's not like my husband. (laughs) He's a procrastinator. He can be very settled and just, Mm -hmm. you know, very complacent. And it's one of the things that I absolutely can't stand about mm. and I remember I remember not too long ago probably a couple of years ago you know fussing oh because I can be a little fuss box just fussing you know because I'm a doer and we are completely opposite let me yeah. be Ooh, we are completely like, up sound like my marriage come on in here come on in this room drop these nuggets so, I remember just really just crying out to God. Now, now I asked God a question. Why, God? Why? Why? 
why is he like this? I just can't, I can't stand it. You know, he don't like change. He's complacent. You know, he's a procrastinator. And the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit. It is all those things that you can't stand about him that allowed him to stay. Mm. You were out there being a crazy woman. All of that being able to be complacent and sit still. All of that taking a long time making the decision. I was able to take even all of his broken areas and use it for my glory and for your benefit. And so get it together. (laughs) Together. Because all of the things that you can't stand are all of the things that I use to be able to keep this marriage together when I needed someone that was Jesus. not movable and unshakable. Somebody mm. that, did, that didn't make rash decisions or somebody that was able to sit and take a whole lot. And I said, so what made me look at those broken areas and I'm like, oh God, please forgive me because if he wasn't, that way, Lord only knows where we would be, if yeah. we would be. And so God has a way of taking all of our different personalities, all of the things that we might not like about each other. And he uses all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and the only thing I can say, because I was going to say, how does he do that? Because he's sovereign, because he's God, because he's almighty. And so he can take the worst little bit pieces of us and just use it and um and make something amazing out of it so when he's procrastinating and taking his time now <laughs> while they might get on my nerves sometimes i catch myself and i don't catch myself all the time but then <laughs> you know I mean? i'm like okay god i guess you're doing something with this foolishness <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank look that look that whole nugget you just dropped was for me. Okay, that was for me because I'm telling you, listen. But no, I had my epiphany some years ago too, because I'm telling you, my husband is the same exact way. And it's so funny that he's like, Lord, what in the world? Why you put me with this? But he had to because if we both was like me, like you said, you know, you you wouldn't be, it would be a whole nother story. You yes, know, yes. Like, uh, would not be coming up on 39 years. And so yeah, it's so amazing, right? How God yeah. will use people and how he created people. And that's why yes. I say that all the time. And so like, I'm going to say that for you too. Like my husband was created just for me yes. because yeah. He deals with, you know, like you said, those things that, like, if it was me on the other side, I'd be the made it, you know, a rash decision, moving too fast, and, and he's not like that. And so, right, right. we gotta, yeah, we 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 got, and I say that too, you know, we ask God why, but we better be ready for the answer, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, because right. <laughs> when he tell us, just like he told you, like, okay, you mm-hmm. better yeah. step back, cause all That's of those right. things that you That's no right. longer. Listen, you needed that, you know, through yeah. those years of being on the street and doing the things that, you know, so yeah. my God, what, what, yeah. yes, what a testimony. I, I love it. Like that's so, <laughs> yeah. listen, ladies, y'all, but hey, for those women that are married and, and have it, I hope y'all got that nugget she just dropped right there. And so I, so for someone, Lisa, who is at this very moment battling um addiction or whatever substance abuse and out on the street and think that they are all alone that no one is there that they've Mm -hmm. suffered 
trauma or whatever the case may be, because people are all there for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say to them right now? Like, what would you, what would you say to that person? Yeah. You know, um, first and foremost, I want people to know that, um, that God does care and that there is help out there. Uh, but if you're anything like me, you know, or the way that I was, you feel completely alone. You feel that people just don't care. You uh, might not know how to navigate um, the, the, even the process on, on how to get the help that you, that you need to get. And so I want people to know that there is hope and there is so much hope um, on, on, the other, on the other side of what the enemy or what your life or what the, um, you know, what life wants you to believe. And, you know, and all of those insecurities and all of those fears that come with getting clean and sober, that come with changing your entire life, that come with, well, suppose I do this thing, but then I can't stay clean and sober, you know, or I can't succeed, or I will have to become a response horrific or traumatizing happen, happening to you, and you just yell out to God, you know, Lord, you know, if you deliver me this time, if you save me this time, I won't do it again. God even hears those foxhole prayers. And so um, so there are many places you can call 311, you can call 211, you can call 911, you can call Praising Through Recovery, um, and we will help get you connected. Um, we have many, many, um, we have a network, a network of people that we can get you connected to, to get that first step. And that's to get, get you up off the street and to get you into a rehab program and to help you a detox um, as comfortable as possible so that you can get on the other side of this fog, on the other side of this darkness, uh, so that you can start making better decisions uh, for your life. And so Praising Through Recovery's number is 443-438-4164. Our office hours are Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, again, that number is 443-438-4164. You know, give us a call. Give me a call. Uh, let us help uh, steer you in the right direction. Um, I don't believe that anybody's hopeless. I don't believe that anybody is beyond getting and uh, the help that they need. And one thing for sure, um, we will go out of our way to try to get you connected and to get you the help that you need, but you got to pick up the phone. You got to, you got to ask for the help. Um, and so, um, and so that's just one way, but if it means that you have to call 911, 311, 211, you know, and just get, um, you know, and just pour it out. I need help. I need help. I don't have money. I don't have resources. I don't know where to begin. Um, there are many agencies now uh, that are available, and we're just one little agency in Baltimore City. Um, but but I believe that we are powerful, not because I'm powerful or because Praise to Recovery is powerful, but because God is powerful. And so if you want help, there's help uh, that you can get. Yes, thank you. We lost you for a minute, but that's okay. I got you. I don't know if it was me or you, but we I got the right. We got the most important part that listen, just reach out for the help and, and Lisa share the number. And so I thank you for that. And 
you you might be little, but you mighty. I, I sometimes <laughs> I'll be like, don't even say you little, because in God's <laughs> eyes, you are big. So she 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 not little. It's not little in my eyes because it's it's big in my eyes, and and I just applaud you for what you are doing. And so, tell me, like, what has been like the most challenging? Um, process for you in this journey like while you've been on this journey what has been like the most challenging thing for you um i think one of the most challenging things for me was to understand that god can heal and mm. deliver and that i don't have to stay in recovery the rest of my life um and um and sometimes i get some backlash because of that um but where i am today in Christ and where I am today in my recovery, I can say that uh, with complete confidence and um, and with a boldness because, um, you know, um, sometimes we believe that when you start off in recovery that you're always in recovery. Sometimes we believe that once an addict, always an addict. And, um, and, and today I'm fighting the battle that that's not true. That's not the case. Now it is the case and it is true if that's where it is, that's what you want to believe and that's where you want to stay. But I wanted to be on the other side of what recovery looks like. I wanted to be delivered. I wanted to be set free. Uh, there's a story in the Bible where a man was sitting at um, a pool for 38 years and, um, and people were getting in this pool to be healed when the water would be stirred. And yet someone would drop him off or he would make it to their gate. And he did that for 38 years. And it took Jesus coming up to him and asking him a very important question. Do you want to be healed? Mm. And so, so, so often we can make it to the gate and we are satisfied sometimes or can become complacent sometimes with just sitting at the gate and watching others being completely healed. I didn't want to sit at the gate. I didn't want to watch others be healed or delivered. I wanted to be healed and delivered. And I didn't want anybody else healing or deliverance. I wanted my own healing and my deliverance. And so, you know, so that has been one of the challenges of trying to um, let my clients know, man, that while you are in recovery now, there's a there's something that can happen after recovery. And we call that deliverance. The Bible says whom the son of man says free is free indeed. And yeah. so when I understood that my deliverance didn't come or my healing was not coming or my freedom was not coming from the rooms. It wasn't coming from a doctor. It wasn't coming from an agency, but it was coming directly from God. When I understood where my, where my freedom was coming from, then I understood that I could be completely set free. And yeah. so today I work on all of those areas of my life. And that's what we're doing through our new program, Next Level Recovery. Um, and the next level recovery is healing and deliverance and, and helping people to understand that they can operate in all these amazing things, um, areas of their life. If they work on these areas, oh, this man on this horn will not let <laughs> It's okay. He was. Okay, all right. So, you know, so I, I want people to know that they can be completely free. You know, I work Absolutely. every day. I work every day on, on insecurities and fears and depression and, 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 and the likes thereof and what others mm -hmm. think about me and, and you know, and, and all of those things to be completely free and to be um, 
And yeah, and to rest in the confidence of God that I can do all things through Christ. Yes. Me. Yeah. yes. Awesome. Awesome. And so tell me, I asked you what was most challenging. So what brings you the most joy these days? So what brings you the most joy? What actually brings me the most joy is what's the most challenging that I can be free, <laughs> that I can be delivered, you yeah. know. And so that that brings me joy. That's where my new hope lies, you know, being able wow. just to, to chase everything, to chase after God and everything that He has for me. Um, I was mm. in early recovery to chase my to chase my recovery the way I chased my drugs, and I chased harder than anybody I knew. And so, <laughs> wow! And so yeah. And so I, I'm not giving up. There are so many areas of my life, you know, um, relationships, finances, my spirit man, my physical being, my mental health, you know, just so many different areas that God is just freeing me in. And um, and he's doing it. And, you know, and I'm chasing him, but I'm putting into work. I'm showing up. I'm not just praying. Faith without works is dead. But I'm also mm. not controlling the narrative either. I'm not in control of the narrative. I'm just a participant, but I'll receive all the benefits as a direct result of participating in the narrative that God has for my life. Mm, yeah, that was good. I like that. I like that. That was good. That was good. So what would the Lisa today tell the Lisa before the journey and the experience and all of that you went through what would that lisa what would lisa today tell that lisa mm -hmm. before um thank you thank you mm. thank you for teaching me how to survive in very very difficult and trying circumstances thank you for not even avoiding the storm before it was um, before the storm was over. And then thank you for giving up and allowing me an opportunity to live. Mm. And um, so thank you. I used to look at the old me and, um, and would despise myself. And I would look at that picture that you're talking about and I would um, just see nothing but death and darkness. And now when I look at her, I'm like, girl, you done been through some stuff. You done survived some stuff. Oh, my God. You done built up some stuff in me that is taking off. You, you know, you, you, done, been to, you done been through so much. Mm. Every time you was knocked down, you got back up. You know, and so thank you. Thank you. So now when I see her, I see a soldier. I see a survivor. Mm. And also see a woman that knew when it was time to throw in the towel, because if she would not have thrown in that towel, I wouldn't be here. And so she allowed me an opportunity to live. And so, yeah. So thank you. Thank you, old Lisa. You're amazing. You are amazing. God did a mighty work with you. Yeah. That's my title. Uh-huh. What's that? Thank you, Lisa. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. As you answered, I was like, that's my title. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Woo, girl, I, I just, 
I like I'm serious. Like this, I, I literally just have chills. Like, this is the oh my goodness. Like, whew, okay, let me. All right, we we just about done, but my God, yeah. As you were talking, I was like, that's my title. Like, thank you, Lisa. And um, because that's powerful, you know, that I wasn't expecting you. I don't know what you were, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect to the answer to that question, but that mm -hmm. was like, you know, thank you. Not that, you know, I, maybe I was thinking, you were like, girl, turn the other way or don't do it or, you know, something like that. Like, no, go the other way. You know, like, <laughs> you know, Paul's guys, look into the light, Caroline. She's like, no, but she said, thank you. Like, thank you. yes, yeah. thank you. And, and definitely all of those things, a warrior, a conqueror, mm -hmm. a, a, um, yeah. a soldier. Like, I yeah. mean, yeah. Girl, yes, mm -hmm. I'm talking because yeah, you are all of those things, you know, and, and the old us is still in there, but it's just now how do we deal with that? How do we mm -hmm. see that? How do we unpack that? And mm -hmm. how, um, and it's forever changing, you know, because yeah. we're forever changing. And mm -hmm. so I just thank God, you know, people always, it's like, who are you? You know, that's a, a, a question that I ask women a lot you know and some people are like i don't know and and like it's okay because they may not know and mm -hmm. i used to be like no you know who you're but no like because mm -hmm. we're different because georgia is not who i was right last year i'm not even who, who i was probably six months ago you know and mm -hmm. so but the thing is that we have to accept that and know that but the thing is that we're always striving to be what god wants us to be like Amen. not even who not even who georgette wants to be like and it took me a long time to learn that lisa like yeah. because yeah. i want to be who i want to be but it's like when i accepted you know jesus so i have to be who he wants me to be yes. and so yes. it changes my vocabulary and i have to yes and, and over this last six months um I don't know, probably even longer than that. I've been really praying for God, for his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in all areas of my life, because there are some things that I will never understand. Mm -hmm. And there are some things, you know, and I'm like, God help, but now help me to navigate through those things that I won't mm -hmm. understand because maybe it's not for me to understand but now I need you to help me to navigate through not being to understand those things because mm -hmm. that stuff can get you stuck. It can get you, take you to places you don't want to be. And so I'm always searching for his wisdom, his knowledge yes. and his understanding because then that will afford me the opportunity to be able to press forward and to continue on this yeah. thing called life. Because yeah. listen, life is whoo, like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, all that and more. And so, right. yeah. yes. So, I, I always ask um, my guests, you know, what does prayer mean to you? <laughs> um, prayer means everything um, to me. Um, it is the opportunity for me to talk with the most important person, and that is my God, my savior, my king, my my everything. Without him, I am truly nothing. Um, without him, uh, my life would fail. That's an old church song. I'll give that one to you, as the preachers would say for free. 
And since, and since you were preaker, I'll give it to you for free. So, uh, yes, yes. And so he is everything. So prayer, prayer means everything. Um, I was sharing with a friend of mine that's here with me. She, she decided to sit in the background, uh, you know, with me. We met today, you know, I was just I was just sharing, you know, with her that God has answered prayers that I haven't even lifted off of my heart, um, off of my lips yet. Mm. Prayers and desires and, and things that were just in my heart. Because when you abide in him and he abides in you, um, while the spoken word is always a good word, you know, sometimes it's not, you know, he, he just shows you how powerful and how amazing he is that when I haven't even come to the conclusion about whether this is something I want to ask him for, he already responds and will answer the, that prayer. You know, um, at the end of my journey, um, it was a suicide. My, I tried to commit suicide. And, um, and so while my suicide note was um, that I was writing was saying one thing, my heart was saying mm. something else. And thank God he heard my heart because I'm thinking that I want this life to be over. But my heart was saying, and the first words, I'm, I'm thinking I'm writing one thing, but the first page of my suicide note was Jesus save me because I thought that I was writing a suicide note, a, a note of death, but my heart was writing Jesus save me. So my heart was mm. saying something that my, that my, that I thought um, my life, you know, um, my heart was saying something different than what I thought I wanted in my mind while the enemy was working on my mind. God was working on my heart. And then I have this testament of this suicide note. Um, and when I read it to my parents for the first time in 2016, my mother said, that's not a suicide note. You was asking Jesus to come into your life. And she was and I said, she said that was a cry for help that you were asking to be saved. And I was like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So I, I need to change it from suicide note to a life note. I need to change the title of some kind of way, or maybe I should change it to just thank you, Lisa. I don't know. <laughs> no. um, yes, that's when that's when the old Lisa was was allowing me an opportunity to live, and that's that's when she was her. That was when she was her most powerful. Um, yes. and most people might look at it as weakness, but that was when she was giving up. And mm. like, okay, God, you know, putting it in your hands, and so yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes, I just read today in, in my live um that that John uh 14 says, Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do yes. it. You know, yes. and so even in our weakest points, like you know, mm -hmm. we just don't know. And yeah. if you just ask guess what? He He's going to do it. And yes, yes. you didn't even realize you were writing it, asking it, but mm -hmm. something different. And so that just goes to show you how we think one thing. But I mean, yeah. listen, God, he's so, I'm telling you, he's so good. Yeah, he's so, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's so good. He's so okay. amazing. And okay. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I just, and I was like, I know people tired of me saying, but I've just been in this place of just gratitude like That's pure right. pure gratitude Amen. and yeah. even when all hell is breaking loose lisa yeah. and yeah yeah kids my kids not acting right things yeah. i am still 
That's in a place right. of gratitude. Amen. Not saying that I'm not asking. I'm still asking why. Yeah. But I'm yeah. still grateful. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and and that scripture that says, in all circumstances, mm -hmm. my God, he took That's me to right. that like a week or so ago. And all praise him through all. Right. That word all covers. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that doesn't fit under all, y'all. Yeah. All. It says yeah. praise in all circumstances. Yeah. And yes. so I was yeah. so happy when I came across that scripture because Amen. that's just where I've been. Like even yes, and, and, and all days are not good, y'all. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm not over here having good right. days every day. Right, right. But through that day, guess what? At the end, if I get to lay my head down, I'm still praising him in all circumstances. Amen. And that thing was an epiphany. Like that thing was like, yes. like you know that yes. I can praise him in Amen. all circumstances. And Amen. So, Amen. Yeah, he's so so good. Yes, he is. You praise him through recovery. That's yes. what he said. <laughs> Yes. Girl, you better know that's right. Listen, and, 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 and but you know what? When you just said that, and sometimes you know, we hear that word recovery. But let me go back, y'all. Let's go back to the definition back. because you just, said, you just said something right. You mm -hmm. just dropped another nugget. Let me tell y'all something. Recovery just doesn't mean addiction. It doesn't that's mean right. substance abuse. That's it doesn't right. mean prostitution. It doesn't mean, right. listen. That it means life because guess right. what let me let me repeat this that oh that was good right there that was good lisa thank yes. you it says a return to a normal state of health mind or strength mm -hmm. the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost yeah. that law that recovery could be yourself yes, that right. recovery yes. could be anything so that's don't right. get it twisted that is oh you know what well, that's my mm -hmm. recovery not her recovery wait a minute right. honey like right. let's back it up boo boo mm -mm. that's right that's right that's right because actually substances are no longer my issue they're, they're, that's no longer my issue but yet there is always something that i need to be working on that as long as i'm in this life and in this flesh and in this world there will always be area yes. and space to grow and, and things to work on. And so um, so that means that I'm always, I'm always looking to recover from something and then God can always take me to a place of freedom and deliverance. And the minute that I give that up, um, there's uh, something else that now I can put my attention on. And people say, well, let's just, that's just tiresome. I find it an honor and a pleasure that God allows me an opportunity to play a part in the miracle that is me. I would feel some kind of way, especially with a woman that's been traumatized and and, and feel uh, have been overwhelmed by men and stuff like that. If God just did all of the work and I don't have an opportunity or no say so on my deliverance and on my freedom mm. and on the things. So I find it an honor that he allows my little teeny Oh, I got big hands, but my, my, little, my, little dirty, my little dirty, broken fingers to be on top of his amazing, of his amazing hands to help yes. mold and shape the woman that I am. I get to play a part. So no, it's not tiresome that I that I have to work on this area, that, I, that I'm working on this area and that area. And the minute that I catch my breath, I'm working on something else. No, it's not tiresome. No, it's not redundant. No, it's, it's, it's I'm grateful because no, he, he, nobody will want 
nobody will want my opinion about doing anything 16 years ago. <laughs> you know, mm. but today, today I have an and I have an opportunity now to help others work and I don't just work with women in recovery. I, I now work with all women. Um and so God has, you know, somebody told me a long time ago, remember your audience, you only work with addicts. Oh no, God has done an amazing work. And so I'm surrounded by amazing women that I mentor. And um and I have mentors that I work in um with in all areas of their life that are not women um with my background. And so God mm. does amazing things. Yeah. That's good too, you know, and, and I just thought about that because, you know, we, we hear, oh, you gotta, and I know I'm probably gonna get some, some slack from people who are, you know, you gotta niche down and you gotta know your market and this and that, but then sometimes on the other side of it, I'm like, but God is, he work with everybody. Like, I mean, and I know I'm not saying you're God, but I'm just saying like, sometimes he, what starts out as one thing opens up and allows you to encompass other things. And so yes. that's yes. amazing. And, and I love that. And yeah. so I, I just thought oh, don't put God in a box. Like don't put him in exactly. a box because we don't know that's right. what he's going to do through us. And so yes. So exactly. I, I'm just gonna leave that yeah. right there. But we we, you know, the 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 world says you gotta do this and do that. And sometimes uh -huh. God says. No, that's not what mm -hmm. I want you to because I follow him. That's 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 what I do. So that's but we're about to what yes, yes, we're gonna wind this thing up. I just I yeah. I always do a Bible trivia question. So oh, we're gonna <laughs> look at everybody always says the same thing. Oh Lord, wait a minute. We're gonna do a Bible <laughs> trivia question. It's not hard, trust me, you're gonna get it. Okay. And then I want to talk about what you have coming up. I, I, I want to talk about this missions trip that I saw that. I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about the mentorship. And then I just always ask that my guests would have a parting words. They want to leave for the audience and also how they can connect with you and all of that. And so this Bible trip is easy. Trust me. Like, it's so funny. People are like, what? Bible trip? <laughs> And I actually changed the question. I had one question, but then something as we were talking, I came up with another question. So it's, it's easy. Trust me, you're going to get it. Okay, so my question is, how many lepers did Jesus heal in the Bible? And it's, it's no, I'm going to give you, it's multiple choice. I'm going to give you multiple choice. Okay. Was it A, 10, B, 5, C seven or D four. How many oh. lepers did Jesus heal in the Bible? Oh my gosh, girl! I don't know all of the lepers. <laughs> <laughs> they all had some kind of disease. I'm gonna get real holy because I don't know. I'm gonna say five. <laughs> I'm gonna say five. I don't know. She's not out. It was ten. It was, it was ten. ten. Yes, a ten. You okay. can find that in Luke. 17, 11 through 19. Oh. And I just love doing Bible. Well, first of all, I like doing it because I like seeing people's face and their reaction when I say it. They're like, what? But I also, because guess what? If you ever come across that again, when you see that scripture, yeah. you'll remember this podcast. Look, it's all about, and you remember me. No, but, but yeah. I just like to, but also.
so it gives um helps me to learn as well and yeah, you makes... probably didn't know it before you had to ask <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> i did know and it was something that you said that took me to that question because okay. i actually had i actually had a different what was, question what was the you. different question the different question was what did jesus do before he started preaching the gospel he and I had exactly, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I know, but I knew you was going know the answer to that oh. one. No, it was something actually because I tried. Yeah. What I try to do is literally try to find something in the Bible that mm. makes reference to the conversation that we're okay. having, and so. When you said something about healing and healing, I, I don't even remember yeah. where we were. And I was like, ooh, okay, because mm -hmm. I was trying to find something. And I was like, well, I can't find. So when you said healing, that's it took me to the lepers. And I thought about that and how, um, because the story, you know, there was 10 lepers and God healed them, but yeah. only one came back. To say Only thank one you. Come back, right, yeah, to say to thank you. you. And so when we yeah. said thank you, Lisa, and all, yeah. that's what kind of okay. took all me right. to that question. And so, because yeah. I thought about that and I was like, wow, you know, and when you said thank you, Lisa, so that's what that's how I kind of got to that okay. question because all I right. remembered out of the 10, only one came back and said thank you. And yeah. and and, yeah. and he and Jesus asked, like, where are the other ones? Like I I, I heal more than you. Where are the other nine? You know, he asked that question. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. but that's why, that's why I did. Okay. <laughs> Listen, right. You could have asked me the other question. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. So tell us what you got coming up. What's okay. next for Lisa? How yeah. people can get in touch with you. Please talk cool. about the mentorship and all of that. Okay. All right. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to rush through this because I have another meeting. Have okay. Another meeting I'm going to have to get through. But um, yeah. So as Georgette did mention, um, I will be doing some mission work. Um, I had the opportunity to go to Eastern Europe um, to actually go to Romania. Um, trans. Uh, let me see. Budapest. Yeah. Budapest, Romania, and, um, and to Ukraine. Uh, to help serve um, the Ukrainian refugees as a direct result of the Russian war. And um, may God has blessed and we were able to build some amazing um, relationships um, there with um, with some of the local pastors and, um, and human service agencies. Um, and so I will be going back um, to Eastern Europe um, in the next couple of weeks on October the 1st. I will be going back to Romania and this time I will also be going to the Republic of Moldova. And so um, and so God has opened up this amazing door for us to be to uh, be able to serve and, um, and just to be the hands and feet and the light of Jesus Christ or even just to sit there and be quiet and, um, and just to hold the hands or just to be in the presence of these amazing people that might just need to see another face. And, um, and so I'm looking uh, forward to doing that. And, um, and so that's coming up very soon. Um, also, uh, we did um, some roundabout talking about the mentorship program. And actually, I am in the process of building. And, um, and right now, I have 10 amazing mentors that I'm mentoring. Um, and these are all professional women. We have um, 
We have business owners. We have um, a um, OBGYN. Um, we have a grant writer and community advocate, um, a peer recovery specialist. And God has blessed me with um, and just so many different. Um, we have a, a, a money management um, director um, that will be, you know, helping with budgeting and and investing and, and things of, of that sort that will be coming in and um, actually mentoring um, any women that we serve. And while we want to uh, serve women um, that have a background in substance use disorder, these women do have to be clean and sober and at, have at least six months um, um, of being clean and sober. A lot of the women will already have years of being clean and sober that's just now ready to move their life to the, to the next level. Um, and um, and so the mentorship program is built around that. Um, but praising the recovery is an entire entity, an entire nonprofit organization. And so um, so within that organization, I also do public speaking, I do consulting, and I do personal mentoring um, myself. And um, and so God is just really blessing and just moving and navigating my life. Um, and so on Sunday, November the 13th, um, Praising the Recovery is having its annual gala. This year's theme is um, our coming out party. So we're coming out the closet and we will be introducing all of the wonderful mentors and the, the whole new program. And so just keep your eye on our social media page. Um, my uh, Facebook page is Lisa Yerby Bryson, Lisa. Y-E-R-B-Y, Bryson, B-R-Y-S-O-N, Praising the Recoveries page. And also my Instagram is Lisa Bryson. Um, and Praising the Recoveries Instagram is Praising the Recovery or either our website at praisingtherecovery.org. And, um, and so you can just keep your eye on any of those things. Um, we want this gala. We always have an amazing time, a lot of fun, a lot of dancing, a lot of amazing stories. Um, and so we're just looking for God to do what he always does. And so it's our coming out party. And so we will be busting out the entire program to the world, <laughs> to the world. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be coming out the closet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I so that's, what, that's what's going on. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And Thank just you. any lasting words and we're going to wrap this up. What would you want to leave the people with? Yeah, um, I remember um, when I was in a recovery house um, and the program that I came through was an amazing program for women. And I um, in one of the dinner settings, um, we had um, a little old Catholic priest and his name was Father Joseph Martin. And he's amazing. Well, he, he was amazing. He's no longer with us, but he, he was just so amazing and just so very humble. And he is massive in the recovery world. And, um, and he had dinner with us. And I sat right there at his, um, right there at his side. He was just like, um, he was like, um, he was like Denzel Washington to me, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to be close to him and to, to uh, get his wisdom. And he had a saying, and that saying has now become one of my favorite sayings. And he said, when it comes to serving people, you go as far as you can, and then one step further. And so mm. when it comes to serving others, I want to go as far as I can, and then one step further. And if you are struggling, whether you are um, 
with an, an addict, whether you struggle with pain meds, whether you were struggling with um, abusing your mental health meds, whether you were just struggling in life in general and don't have any history with substance use or, um, you know, or alcoholism at all. I want you to know that there are people out there that legitimately care. Um, and I am and praise you to recovery. Um, we are those people. And so we go as far as we can and then one step further. And again, our phone number is 443-438-4164. And so we are praying for you right now. And if you are on the other side of the screen, we are praying that God will deliver, that he will set free, and that you will be a willing participant and that you will surrender it all to him. Amen. Amen. And on that note, y'all, I don't have nothing else to say other than y'all know what I always hit y'all with. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Lisa, I thank you. My sister, God bless you. Y'all know what I always say. I hit y'all with the deuces and I'll see y'all on the next episode. Thank y'all for tuning in. God bless. Thank you. Lord, put your prayers up. Prayers up. Yeah, prayers up. Yeah, prayers up.